Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, welcome back on to your Thursday morning. Mark Cox uh, here along with uh, Kim St. Ange, Carl Middleman. Uh, Sue Thomas actually has uh, today and uh, tomorrow and I think Monday off. She's on a little vacation, so good for her. And uh, we'll look forward to getting her back, and Trent will have all your traffic for you coming up. But fog was uh, a bit of an issue on the way in this morning. I'm sorry, Whoop, Kim. It was almost worse than yesterday. Oh, definitely worse, I think, than yesterday. I mean, it um, was bad. I almost hit a a herd of deer this morning that I vaguely saw come running <laughs> out of the fog. Um, and you always have to stop. If you see one or two, there's usually two or three more coming after them. Yep. So in that, that case, this didn't happen. All four or five of them crossed the road at exactly the same time. So I almost took out, uh, almost almost did better deer hunting with my car than I do in person this morning. <laughs> Carl, come on. That, there we go. Come on. I'm just saying. So be careful out there. You know, there was plenty of visibility on 6440 when I came in from West County. I don't know if it's not uh, probably a little worse down around the river. So just be careful when you're out there. I think they've got an advisory out on it this morning. Uh, you want to be careful. It looks like they've finally resolved that situation at the Drury. What, about 4 or 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon? That went on all day. Yeah, and what's odd is I haven't seen yet any sort of a connection the guy had with the mom and her two kids. Oh, did they think it was a stranger? Well, I'm trying to, you know, of course all the outlets have different versions of what really happened. But it is interesting because they're saying that he let the kids out first, and then it sounds like it continued for hours longer with just the mom inside the hotel room before Mm -hmm. he finally surrendered. And then the mom came out, and he still refused to come out. So that is the Drury Plaza uh, building down here, uh, close to where Channel 4 used to be, right down there at Market. Yeah, by uh, the Arch. Mm-hmm, close to the, close to the Arch. Used to be the Fur Exchange building uh, in the 1800s. Did you know that? A little I, trivia, a little St. Louis trivia for you this morning. How about that? I feel like Charlie Brennan. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on and get to the shortlist, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. It's an emergency medical kit that has all sorts of things. It has uh, ivermectin, the Z-Pack, a series of things, antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. People should have a COVID kit and then the general medical emergency kit. Yeah, a, a little bit of a warning about maybe a new strain of COVID. Now, this one has been dabbled with in advance by the Chinese. We know they've admitted to this one. I am five four and a quarter. Okay, and Sometimes I'm five, five three. four and a half, and with heels, which I always wear, I'm five seven and a half. Thank you very much. Okay, Wikipedia, you're wrong. What 
in the hell are they bickering about? Can I just ask this? Somebody really cares how tall they are? And and Kamala Harris says people are always trying to undersize her. Is this race for the Republican nomination in 2024 over, near over, or still open? I think near over. You think? You think it's near over? It's over, baby. Fat lady singing. Just telling you. A great majority of our members will not vote for President Biden. Uh, yes, some will. Uh, the majority of our members are going to vote their paychecks. What what confusing double speak yesterday by the guy leading the United Auto Workers? That's a guy named Sean Fain. I don't know if you uh, if you heard him saying that yesterday or not. I mean, good for asking somebody asking the question. The question was, well, you know, you have a lot of your union members who are mega. Like it's a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. How can wanting to make America great again be a dirty word? Uh, that's what the left and the media in this country have managed to try to do by repeating their talking points that they send out to the media um, all the time. Joe Biden does. It's what I loved the most about Charles Payne's rant yesterday. And I played it here yesterday for you a little later in the show. But, you know, in, in case you missed it, I think I might play it again because it it bears repeating Sean Fain is hates anything MAGA, but knows that the in his heart of hearts that things were a lot better in his industry during Donald Trump's administration than during Joe Biden's administration. He's just such a dyed-in-the-wool ideologue union member, union leader, I should say, uh, that even he admitted yesterday his own members, even though he's endorsed Biden, aren't going to vote for Joe Biden. Because they know, they know the truth. They know what the EV green agenda is going to do to their to their jobs. They're, they're going to lose their jobs. All the components are made in China. So here we go again. Um, and when when you hear him yesterday, listen to what he said about uh, uh, President Trump. Go, go to cut uh, number six, please. Donald Trump is a scab. Donald Trump is a billionaire, and that's who he represents. Uh, yeah, this is the, I wonder if he voted for uh, Bernie Sanders back in 2020. You think? Because Bernie's Bernie's for the small guy, even though he owns three or four houses, including a beach property in his home state. It just doesn't make any sense that he's essentially admitting that, you know... <laughs> The members are not going to vote for Biden because they understand the economy's worse and all these these things that are worse under his administration. And yet he's going to come out and say, yep, that's who yeah. I'm going to endorse. Listen, listen to uh, to Biden. Go, go to cut number five here, Carl, please. Corporate America found the cheapest labor in the world. and They sent the jobs to those laborers and sent the product back to us. But not anymore. We're building product here and shipping it overseas. Buy America and build America. I mean it. So he he does, you think he just doesn't know that when he forces all of these manufacturers to go to electric vehicles, that all of the battery components, at the very least, all come from China? 
I'm sorry. I was fixated on the fact that he even had the ability to raise his voice. <laughs> you get it. You pump enough ad roll into anybody that can get excitable because uh, we know that's what's going on there. This is the guy that screams about MAGA extremists all the time. He hates half of America. That's why I loved what Charles Payne said yesterday. Carl, I'm going to play this here. My computer's up over here. Uh, he was chewing out Jessica Tarloff saying, you, you don't even talk to me about Trump having, a, you know, coarse language sometimes after we hear what comes out of Joe Biden's mouth. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just from about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for Who's half of the country. Who's writing those articles? It doesn't matter. And Look it's not. Because, because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC, and so does CNN, and so does the New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans. And it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. They're, all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community, for the children have prosperity. They want the same thing. I love Charles Payne. Can, can I just tell you that? He went sideways on Jessica Tarloff on, on Tuesday night uh, during their New Hampshire coverage. You go, Charles. Charles Payne for main news anchor at Fox News. That's that's what uh, that's what I want right there. Coming up, Mark Harder is going to join us, county councilman from uh, District 7. Um, he is wanting St. Louis County Police to be a little more proactive in pulling over people who buy sometimes very expensive cars and just decide they don't want to go back and pay the taxes on them, which means they have expired temporary tags. We'll talk to Mark uh, in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. You know, Kim, earlier we were joking about having to set the alarm multiple times to get up because it, sometimes people don't handle mornings very well. Yes. That kind of describes my friend, uh, County Councilman Mark Harder. He doesn't like getting <laughs> up this early, but he agreed to do it for me this morning, and I do appreciate it. Mark, how are you? This is what 620 looks like? <laughs> Twice welcome a day. Welcome to 620. <laughs> he was only it's still dark with, out. He was only, well, it's 620. It's dark at 620 <laughs> at night now, too, so you can't, you can't avoid that. There's oh, nobody boy. listening to the radio in the dark. <laughs> you got to get you realtors and politicians out of bed a little earlier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like I just went to bed. <laughs> hey, listen, I saw you on Channel 4 the other day talking about that story of uh, trying to crack down on on people who who don't 
pay their taxes, right? I, I was shocked to hear that there's like $78 million in outstanding taxes that haven't been collected because of these people that drive around for years with temporary tags. Yeah, that's our estimate. That's statewide. And so, you know, this issue has been going on since uh, prior to COVID. It got worse during COVID. And now people feel that they're entitled to not uh, pay their um, their um, sales tax and drive around without licenses. So um, we're, my resolution is to recommend to our county police and to our um, uh, county prosecutor to crack down on this. And it's probably the the issue I get the most calls about where people say, hey, I was sitting behind such and such in a in a traffic zone. And, and uh, you know, they had a two year old expired plate on their car. And what are you going to do about it? So this is something we can start talking about. We can start pushing it and hopefully uh, people start uh, paying their taxes. Well, hopefully once people once this new law kicks in and you're paying your taxes at the dealership when you buy the car, it's not as big of an issue. But Still, there's a lot of money sitting out there that could that would go to local municipalities if it was collected, right? Right, and most of that goes directly to local municipalities, not just yeah. the counties, but to the the Baldwins, the Wildwoods, the uh, the Florissants of the world. Yeah, I mean, you you have to wonder why police already haven't been pulling more of these people over. So, what do we do to incentivize them to say, you know, <laughs> we really want you to hone in on this and make sure you're actually stopping these people and ticketing them? Well, and I've been talking to some of the municipalities. I was amazed. I was talking to some friends over at the city of St. Anne's, and as small as they are, with about 9,000 people in that city, last year they ticketed 1,300 cars without uh, with expired plates. Now, some of those are passing through. They're not residents, but that is seems to be a lot of people. Now, they get ticketed. And whatever cost of the ticket is, people would rather pay the cost of the ticket yeah. than to pay their taxes. Well, uh, especially on a new car that's you know could be two, three thousand dollars worth of taxes. Yeah, people, uh, the police officer tell you they have a lot on their plate, but um, still, you're not talking about a quota. You're just talking about being more like. Somebody sent me a picture yesterday of a truck with a expired tag from 2018. How is that even a thing? Right. Right. <laughs> still- and there's. And there's counterfeit tags out there. There's people that make um, tags for people. Um, people just, you know, will photoc- photocopy them and put them on the same tag on two, three cars. So uh, there's always um, a scammer out there. We just need to identify them and, and get them to pay their taxes. Yeah, yeah, you'll have people who are just paying the ticket over and over again and still refusing to actually pay the taxes. Like you said, it could be less to just pay the ticket over and over I'm, again. I'm sure. You know, right, Mark, right. Mark, I was going to I was going to ask. Um, I saw the story about Shalonda Webb wanting to somehow is she wanting to put something on the ballot? Is that what she was floating that would that would take away policing from local municipalities and turn them all into county police? Was that was that the proposal? Well, her proposal, even though we never got it, um, you know, we never got it. Uh, the details of it, she was wanting to basically put a charter amendment on a on a future ballot where people would vote to let. St. Louis County be the administrator or policymaker for all the, uh, you know, 89 municipalities out there when it comes to law enforcement. And it was, it was like, what, huh? And it was, it was DOA. Um, I mean, it, it never saw the light of day and she realized that. And I think she communicated it wrong and 
it really got a lot of people um, uh, pretty pretty squirming in their seats when it comes to this old issue. And so the thing is going nowhere, so nobody has to worry about it for now. It's like Better Together. I mean, they floated something similar to that through Better Together and got a similar response. I don't know if Shalanda just wasn't paying attention back then or what, uh, but the, you, you're, you're, um, you're poking a lot of bears when you start talking about something like that, right? Oh, oh yeah. You know, but you're looking at police and mayors and city councils and such. People also might not be thrilled to know that Sam Page is proposing yet another tax increase for this new headquarters. So the Post-Dispatch is saying you have to either fix the building or replace it, I guess, move to a different building, or you could face eviction and fines. Is that because the existing building is, what, not up to code or something? Correct. The, the building that was built in the 70s, it's a 10-story building. Uh, for whatever reason, they did not build it with a fire sprinkler system or any kind of fire suppression. And so that is now the code on any building of any size, uh, especially in the city of Clayton. And so um, they've given us till 2028 to bring the building up to code, or um, we would have to move out of the building and nobody else is going to buy it without it. So most likely the building would, would uh, have to be you know torn down or, or whatever, but it's going to cost us We've had a, a number of different estimates, uh, about $20 million to re, um, besides put in sprinklers, there's asbestos in the ceilings and around the girders and things like that. So that would all have to be removed before at the same time. So it's a very expensive endeavor on a 10-story building uh, to do something like that. And so we're trying to find alternatives and what we need to do, and it's a, we've hired consultants and you know, I'm not too thrilled about consultants because, you know, a consultant is somebody that takes your watch and tells you what time it is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, so we've got folks that we've hired to do that, and we're trying to get estimates and such. So, are, are you wouldn't Would you support a tax increase to pay for that? Uh, today, no. Um, I think we need to look at other alternatives and other ways of doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, if it would be a tax increase, it would be, you know, some type of, bond issue or something like that, that kind of like what we used when we built the jail yeah. and the uh, remodeling of the courthouse. Mark Harder, thanks for getting up so early this morning, my friend. You can go back to bed now. I will. All I right. Will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Mark Carter, County Council, um, and from District 7, they're running for a Senate as well um, this time around. All right, let's get to a, a quick break. We'll check in with Tom Ackerman, get to talk some uh, baseball and blues when we come back in just a minute. Stay tuned. A great sports mind like Tom Ackerman. Baseball is really not a hard sport. It is anchor man, not anchor lady. It's like powered by coffee this morning. Sports sponsored by McDonald's, reminding you to round up your total for Ronald McDonald House charities on your next order. Tom, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? Hey, doing good. What's happening, man? I guess the big sports news, if it's even, it's not even really breaking news, is that Harbaugh has left Michigan and is going to the Chargers, right? Uh, That is correct. Uh, He is going to the Chargers. Interviewed with him a couple of times. Not a shocker whatsoever. I think everybody knew he was looking at the NFL uh, following a win over uh, Washington in the national championship. Uh, He got his win. He accomplished what he wanted to, and now he is out. Like, so we'll see what Michigan ends up doing. They'll probably hire Sharon Moore, uh, who filled in for him when he was suspended. 
not once, but twice. Right. Uh, Moore did a nice job. Players did a great job. The players were great. Michigan's players, they, they just kept going, kept moving forward, uh, even as their coach was suspended. And they uh, they won. They won it all. Well, at least the weather's a lot better in San Diego, I guess, or L.A. now. L.A. I still think I'm a San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Always so. No, they then you know they have great uh, facilities and and it's a great place to live. And so he goes on, and it's a good spot for him. You know, a good place to kind of you got a nice quarterback there, Justin Herbert, and his specialty is quarterbacks. As a former quarterback himself, it's the one thing that's eluded Harbaugh is a Super Bowl. He's not won one. Uh, as a coach or a player. So that'll be his next goal, and I wouldn't doubt him. I where, mean, he's gotten did, to the Super Bowl before with the 49ers. I was going to say, where did he coach the 49ers before? I was thinking it was yeah. Oakland, but he coached yeah. 49ers. He's been so. good everywhere he's gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 49ers, when he coached at Stanford and then at Michigan, and uh, so we'll see see where he goes I, from here. You know, I think about that all the time. I used to think about that when, uh, when Rick Pitino left at Kentucky to go pro, uh, and then, of course, now he's back in college basketball. And I see Harbaugh, who was pro and went back to college football. I wonder if it's the changes to the football season that uh, football um, transfer portal and all that, that ultimately drove him away from, because I mean, before you didn't have to deal with all that. If you were a college coach, you had to deal with it in the pros because you had people with contracts who were coming up who were going to be free agents or whatever, who were going to be moving to other teams. Now it's basically a miniature pro deal in the, in the college football. Yeah, it could be that. It could be the fact that, you know, he was suspended and the sign-stealing scandal and yeah, all the stuff it could that have been surrounded that. him. Yeah. And the, there's a lot of pressure at Michigan to win, and he finally got it done. I think there were some upset people when they couldn't get it done. Now they have done it. He accomplished that. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get inside a guy's head except that he's driven for the next thing and the next thing, and also money. I'm sure money played a big part of it, although Michigan probably could write a check, whatever he wanted. Uh, but the challenge of going to the NFL and going on to win it and becoming one of the greatest coaches of his time. So that's what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah. And not, I was going to say not to switch gears, but is there any update on the search for a new head coach for the Blues? Yeah, I think that guy's Drew Bannister. I mean, the the Blues have gone back-to-back now winning at Calgary and Vancouver, and unless somebody pops up that I'm not aware of that can take a, a team to the next level. But, you know, for me – Kim, I look at the Blues situation in that they are still growing. I mean, they're not a Stanley Cup championship team. They might end up sneaking into the playoffs this year. They're only a point out right now with a game in hand in Nashville. There's a long way to go. They might get in, but the right coach right now for the Blues is somebody who can help this young core grow and understands them and knows them, and that's Drew Bannister in my book. I mean, he knows the team. He was the coach at Springfield. Up in Massachusetts, he he was the coach of Joel Hofer, the backup goalie, for example, and some of these young players played under him. He's the guy, I think, unless they, you know, again, some big-time coach and they want to write a big check for that coach. I just don't see that. I, I think that I think that eventually he'll be the guy. Just remember, Craig Berube was the interim coach all the way through winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I remember when when we had the post game. Uh, I think it was Joey Vitale interviewed. Doug Armstrong on the ice, and he said, "Is the coaching search over now?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's it's over." So right then and there. But even then, you know, Baruby was the interim coach mm-hmm. uh, all the way through, so they won't officially name anything until after this season. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, yeah. but it's a great win for the Blues again last night. They yeah. wanted an overtime. Uh, they just keep on rolling. It's pretty cool. So now they go to Seattle. It's funny. I had somebody on Twitter said to me. 
when I posted that they were a point out of a playoff spot with a game in hand, and he said, I don't know how to take this right now. He said, uh, in my opinion, we should be many points above cutoff and not worried. Team sucks again and has ever since Army destroyed it after the Cup. And I said, well, however you want to look at it. (laughs) You know, and then he responded, for 50 years we have been in this place and we are once again. Okay, well, I mean, for 50 years they've also won a Stanley Cup. They've been a President's Trophy. They've been all over the map. They've been at rock bottom. They've been at the peak. They've been a team that snuck in and won it all. I mean, however you want to look at it. I mean, you can be negative about anything at any time. You can say that everything sucks. I mean, you know, (laughs) however you want to point it out is fine with me. I'm just pointing out the fact that they're a point out of a playoff spot. I personally don't think they're that great of a team. I think they're a decent team that is starting to learn how to play together and grow. Robert Thomas has grown. He's now an all-star. Colton Pareko has grown. He's actually become a very good player and one of the better defensemen uh, that we've seen in that division, actually. He's playing really, really well. Uh, the Blues have 11 shorthanded goals. That's tied for the league lead. That tells me their special teams are starting to click. They're getting power play goals. They've got a couple of good goaltenders. I mean, they're not that far off from being a playoff team, quite honestly. I just don't think they're a great – I don't see a lot of elite players on this team that could take them to the next level, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. But they're starting to grow. And I think Bannister is the right guy to lead them. Yeah. How, how many days away are we from uh... – Pitchers and catchers. Oh, baby! I'll now? tell you what. We're <clears throat> we're less than a month from the first I game. So. Wow! First game is February twenty fourth. <clears throat> now, pitchers and catchers report February thirteenth. We're closing in on that. Fourteenth is when they start working out, and then the twenty fourth is the first Grapefruit League game down in Jupiter, and the opener is March twenty eighth in L.A. So yeah, Cardinal baseball is coming soon. And by the way, you know what else happens on February twenty fourth? St. Louis City SC MLS opener. Same day. We're less than a month from that. It's like hockey. Like, it only goes away for two months and then the season starts their, again, right? Their season is ridiculous. The <laughs> yeah. offseason is so 35 short. 35 weeks. But, yeah, we're, we're coming up very quickly here on everything hitting us at once. We're going to have Cardinals, City, Battle Hawks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All Uh-oh. at once. Maybe the Blues <laughs> playoff run if they continue at this pace. March Madness, in which none of the local teams are going to be – well, <laughs> low, Illinois will – not uh, Mizzou. But yeah, Mizzou, maybe not Kentucky Mizzou never, after what even they if, did this week. Even Mizzou if we are, we, we get knocked out very yeah, quickly. They're 0-6 in the SEC, but th- they're going to be good next year. I can't say the same for SLU. I don't know what, what their future looks like right now. They don't look good at all. Uh, but Illinois uh, lost last night at Northwestern, but they're fine. They, they should be fine. They'll be a really tough team to deal with once the postseason comes around. Don't worry about your loss of South Carolina. The, we laid a turd. It happens there. all yeah. the time. <laughs> It happens all the time. <laughs> college basketball, life on the road is hard, and you'll be just fine. Kentucky's going to be one of those teams that'll be standing very, very late See, in March. I, I told Kim, you may not have heard me describing this, but he's like the Dalai Lama of sports. He has a way of making you feel better about oh, your losses. Don't worry we need about ca- anytime Kentucky loses, we need like a counselor in here to it talk happens, Mark oh, through it. Happens all the time. You're like, you know, Z-Man and everything's everything's great. And then, boom, you get beat. Because when Kentucky, you know this as well as anybody, when Kentucky goes on the road, it is that team's national championship. Yeah, it is their Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. for sure. Everybody wants and to then, beat Kansas and Kentucky and Duke. And then suddenly they have one player who was shooting 20% from the three-point line who doesn't miss a shot all night. That happens all I the mean, time. I mean, every time. 
Yep. And and by the way, it happens to Indiana, too. You see Indiana running out of the tunnel. Can't wait to beat them. The difference is Indiana's not good. Uh, so we get – I mean, I think uh, we're going to go to Illinois and get absolutely destroyed now that Illinois lost to Northwestern last night. That was an incredible game. So that's your game. next game? Yeah. Oh. All right, I have to go do a sports cast. <laughs> All right, good. Tommy, thank Bye, you. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank you for uh, talking me down off the cliff there. I appreciate He's really good at that, Kim. You see what I'm saying? Whoops. I know. <laughs> he makes you feel like everything's going to be okay. He does. I know. That's that's the Tom Ackerman special there. So we we appreciate uh, getting getting him in here. Somebody somebody sent me a meme uh, yesterday about the the future of the St. Louis Cardinals, and it's a bunch of eighty year old men in <laughs> uniform because they're making a little Lance Lynn comment there. I think since they're we're bringing back all these uh, members. Yeah, Matt from, Carpenter from the yeah. People from, are mad about that. I know. Yeah, people choose the silliest things to be mad about. I I just think that you know at at, at the end of the day, they didn't so far, and I'm no I am. This is why I'm no Tom Ackerman. At the end of the day, in the off season, they did not do what they needed to do to shore this team up. And unless there's one more cog in the wheel that I haven't seen yet, I don't know how they're any different than they were last year. Are you still talking about Kentucky? <laughs> no. Him. Oh, you've injured me. You've Salt injured my in soul. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. On that note, we're going <laughs> to tell you that we're going to get to another news coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Next hour, um, two big interviews. Bill Igel, he's the state senator who has basically been kicked out of his chairmanship down there in Jeff City because he was pushing for initiative petition reform as a priority. On the other side of that, there's a group that has put a couple hundred thousand dollars into an account to fight against any effort to change the initiative petition system. That They're called Missourians for Fair Governance. We're going to get them on here just after the top of the hour and ask them what it is they're so opposed to. Uh, with this idea. It's all coming up on the Mark Cox Morning Show. What's happening? Go, you know the you know the thing. What the hell is going on? In other news. Justin Timberlake is going to be performing a free concert in New York on his 43rd birthday. Hey Alicia Keys, see? 432. Uh, the NSYNC star said on Wednesday that on January 31st he's gonna be playing a free show. He announced it on his website and all his social media pages. The surprise concert will take place in the Irving Plaza, a ballroom-style music event in Manhattan. And the announcement comes less than a week after Timberlake performed another free concert in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. You want to know something embarrassing? I knew Justin Timberlake's birthday was January 31st. I loved JT growing up, and I had a poster of him in my room that had, like, little facts about him. His birthday, which is why I know that. His favorite ice cream, which I can't remember... (laughs) But wow. random stuff. Yeah. No kidding. You knew that was I his knew birthday. I knew that was his birthday. I don't even love Justin Timberlake <clears throat> now, to be honest. Like, I would never just play his songs. Yeah, once he got But married. I loved Sync. <laughs> I love Justin Timberlake now. The, the, I, I liked the him more when he was part of NSYNC. The thing I loved the most about Justin Timberlake ever was just his appearances on Saturday Night Live when it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the it. one in particular that I can think yeah, of. Yeah. I'm sure you are thinking of the same <laughs> one. Cut I a hole yeah, in yeah. the box, yeah. too. <laughs> I'll end there. That was it. That That's the... That's the extent of my Justin Timberlake knowledge, but go ahead. <laughs> um, it looks like Jon Stewart is coming home again. The comedian will return to hosting duties on Comedy Central's The Daily Show, but he's only doing it part-time. He's going to be gone every Monday beginning in February. He starts February 12th, 
and he's going to go through the 2024 presidential election season. Imagine that. It just, that benefits uh, several things that he's involved in, right? He's been, become more politically active. Stewart. I think he's always been politically he's, active. Uh, yeah, but he did a lot of stuff survivors. on behalf of veterans, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, wasn't he the one that was doing the... Um, the firefighters, is that what you said, Carl? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the system, uh, I mean, the, the system, the show's kind of sucked since he Oh, left. yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, the whole network. For um, sure. It looks like America's favorite film critic, Hillary Clinton, has gone on Instagram to get a little upset about Barbie and the snubs that happened. She posted on her Instagram, Greta and Margot, while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. You are so much more than... Enough. Oh, See what gosh. you did there? Hashtag Hillary Barbie. So she's upset that they did not get their Oscar up, nominations. Up, upset that Ken got the Oscar yeah. nomination and not Barbie. I saw people posting right? about this on social media basically being like, what happened with this is basically the premise of the movie, which is that the guy gets the nomination and the girls are left in the dust. Oh, come on. People the, are all upset about the, it. I didn't see the movie. You, got, you it said was I saw dumb. the movie, right? I, I fell asleep. It. it was dumb, but it was about a female-dominated society where they didn't even let the men have a say, right? No. Carl feels very passionate about this, I feel like. <laughs> it, is, it is not anti-man. I was awake for, for enough of it to hear those parts. Carl, can I ask you one thing, though? Yes. Was the other five women that were nominated, was their performances <laughs> better than Margot Robbie's? Um, some of them were. It doesn't matter. Lily Gladstone's going to win from Mark's But I'm saying movie. people are getting upset about this where it may be, just maybe, these other five women were a better you know, thing. I did not movie, so I, don't, I can't. Fair enough. Nyad that's on uh, Netflix. But Lily Gladstone. She's going to win. Which, Mark, she, you will admit she is the best part of Flowers of the Killer Moon. The lead woman. Yeah, I mean, DiCaprio did a good job in it. Okay. But I just thought. The movie was awful. The movie was just awful. It was <laughs> three hours long. It was ridiculously long. They could have made it an hour and a half. It would have been a much better movie. <laughs> yes. It's a I good agree. story. Agree. Fantastic story. Yeah. So country singer Ellie King has uh, pulled the plug <laughs> on her upcoming show in Texas amid backlash. <laughs> She has received for her drunken performance of a Dolly Parton song at the Grand Old Opry. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Yep. She's a 34-year-old singer who is actually the daughter of actor Rob Schneider. Didn't know that. Is yes. she really? Yes. yes. I uh, did not know that. She admitted that she was hammered as she took the stage on the Grand Old Opry as part of Dolly Parton's 78th birthday celebration. She was out there singing, slurring her speech, uh, singing all the wrong words. As she was up on stage and leaving country fans and attendees horrified. Uh, now she is postponing her upcoming shows last minute without any explanation. I can tell you what the explanation is. Dropping F-bombs on the stage, yeah. too. And that's supposed to be a family-friendly event. So I'm, so, oh, the I'm sure kids Aubrey. were like, oh, yeah. uh, well, your ears, the, kids. The clip, and I've got it here, but I, I think you cleaned it up for me, didn't you? I'm not sure, oh, so I'm not going to play it. I didn't do that, no. And, and uh, <laughs> Don't play it. I, like, I didn't, play I didn't it. do that. Don't, but don't play somebody it. yells from the audience, we want our money back. And she stops and she goes, well, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> and just so you know, my name is Ellie King, and I'm effing hammered. I mean, this is that's basically what she did on the stage at the Grand Ole Opry because yeah. she forgot the lyrics to that Dolly Parton song when they were doing a tribute to Dolly Parton. What did Do Sweet Old Dolly, I wonder what she had she wasn't there. to say. No, I know, but surely oh, she talked oh, to Elle King yeah. about this. Like, <laughs> homegirl, that oh, was awful. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> And finally, Kim, we love your Stanley yeah. Cups, the trending coveting drinkware. 
Um, people are taking to TikTok because they are claiming that the insulated tumblers contain lead. Mm, nice. Uh, thanks to clips and images of people seemingly perform at-home lead tests on their cups, some of the tests turn up negative, while others are shown the camera changing color, indicating apparent presence of lead. Uh, Stanley came out and said, please be reassured there is no lead is present on the surface of any Stanley cup. There's lead in like everything, I feel like, these days. I'll take my chances. Oh, you are not going to, we're not going to do a test here on the oh, Mark Cox Morning Show. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right, let's try it. We should do that. Coming up, we'll talk to the folks from Missourians for Fair Government who oppose IP reform. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.